Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. And on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. So, yeah, how did you come across me? Across my, uh... I came across you, well, on Upwork. You okay. know, um, was looking for, I really just typed in the uh, terms uh, B2B uh, marketing and sales funnels. Okay. And uh, you were one of the um, profiles that came up. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. I want to know like a little bit about what are your goals for this? What are your, I can tell from speaking with you on Upwork that you're really passionate about this. I can tell. So what are your goals with this? Right. Goals for that, you know, there are three projects here, Mm -hmm. actually uh, three projects here. Um, The first one being a body spray for dogs Mm -hmm. Um, comes in six different scents. Our plan is to wholesale it to uh, retail shops you know, I tested it out in New York, uh, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut, you know, shops around and, uh, you know, it, it's doing well, but I uh, can't be doing door-to-door sales across the nation, you know, and that's sure. that's ultimately the goal. I need to free up my time and uh, sell, uh, start selling this stuff. I, our first batch, uh, um, we produced quite a few, so we, you know, want to get selling to more stores. Gotcha. And uh, just over the last year or so, I've been looking into sales funnels and um, I was thinking, you know, maybe something like that could possibly work from, you know, uh, business to business, right? Possibly. I'm not sure if it, I'm sure even the right, if it's done right, it could be effective. So what I want to do is do the sales pitch and do the whole thing through the internet. Okay. Um, directly to the businesses. So that's essentially what I want to do, go that route, try it out. And to, you know, for that to be possible, I put together a very appealing package. So it's $100 package, you know, comes with a variety of the scents that we produce, right? I'm pulling and, it back up right now too. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it comes with six free testers. So it's, it's really a, really a no brainer for, uh, to try out a new product, right? It's, mm-hmm not a very common product. It's an interesting product. And uh, once customers smell it, they are attracted to it. So um, I know it can work. So the really uh, the key here is, you know, how can we sell it to businesses directly uh, without me having to be there in person? Sure. That's really for the first product. Let's start with that one. So 
What was the process for you getting this into the stores that you tested in the Northeast? The process was really, you know, this was just walk-ins. You know, I, I would just walk in, pitch them the idea, uh, let them smell the fragrances, uh, the body sprays. And um, it's a good price point. You know, they can earn uh, 150 to 200% on each bottle. Mm-hmm. And really just talking with them, you know, person to person. It was just as simple as that, you know. Um, most of them went with it. I would sell them small quantities at first. And then when they start selling, you know, they reorder. Gotcha. So, it's really that initial step that you need to take to get in there and convince yeah. them that is just getting in front of them, getting yeah. attention. Right. Were these like smaller, medium sized pet stores? Like what kind of shops were they? Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, they are definitely all small to medium size, uh, anywhere from a thousand square feet up to maybe 5,000. Yeah, they've responded well to it. Okay. Awesome. I mean, the good news is you've got a product that's selling, that's working. You've got people who are interested in it, right? They're currently reordering. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, we, are, we are getting reorders. Yeah. Perfect. So really when it comes to using like leveraging, like what I know very well is leveraging cold email to get offers in front of people. And I have a lot of experience in doing that in B2B but it's really about, it's all about generating replies, generating conversations with people. Doing that, I usually break things down into three different pieces. Um, I start with my market, my biggest slice, move into the offer, and then the copy. Kind of like a pyramid, you cut into three sections. The bottom, the ones at the bottom be more important than the top. So really honing in on who is that customer and getting their contact information building an email sequence around what my offer is going to provide for them. And the third piece is the copy, right? If I'm doing it on the phone, what am I actually going to say? What is my script? I'm doing it over email. What is going to be included in that email sequence? And I don't know if I asked you this, have you used email before to reach out to people for, you know, just in the past, maybe for other projects? I have not. You mean like MailChimp, SendGrid, those types of services? Right. Well, Not those because those are more for opt-in lists. And since they use a shared IP, if you use that against a cold list, you can get your account shut down. But using a sending service, um, like there's a lot of different services out there. Like I really like MailShake. That's what I use. And it uses G Suite to send out emails from your account. Oh, okay. Regular intervals. Yeah. Using email to get in front of people. So... I see for what you're doing when it comes to your time. Do these people usually want to talk to someone on the phone first before they decide this or will they go online and you email someone and they go buy a product like that to test? It's so far, it's just really been on the spot in person. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't tried reaching out to anyone over the phone just to check if they're in the store, you know, mm-hmm. when are they available to talk. Okay. Have you sold that, that $99 package to them or was it something different? But that's something new. I developed a okay. uh, PDQ for it to do exactly this, you know, to get into stores, you know, nationwide, preferably um, with that package. So it's just an easy, you know, they don't have to pick and choose. It's, right. You get a variety. It's a, it's a tester. Testers, yeah. Okay. And so I, I haven't been even getting testers to the stores, you know, but mm-hmm. you get to have those testers because then that sells it. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, from what you already have built, it sounds like you really just need to get in front of more people and you can definitely leverage email to do that in a semi-automated way. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, 
I see using this, right? If you have a, having a particular, like a, I think all you would need is like a landing page just for that tester kit to show them, hey, this is what's in it, right? And then within your email sequence, um, just directing them to that offer, right? Of course, the copy is going to be, you know, more enticing than just like, hey, check this out. But like when I build email campaigns, I usually, every um, email, if I'm using just email, I want to follow up with some sort of, I'm trying to trigger some sort of emotional response and get them to take some sort of action. Mm -hmm. I'm writing them in a specific way to kind of get that attention and get them to, I really want to get them engaged in a conversation with me. Um, But without going too deep into that right now, I just say a well-crafted email sequence with a good list and that landing page to direct people to, you will get orders. You know, you'll definitely get people replying to you um, because you've got something successful. I don't think the people you've sold to would have any problem. Like if someone called them and said, Hey, you know, how is this working for you? Would they care at all? Or uh, no, no, we can definitely do uh, references. Yeah. And what I've noticed most of the time with stuff like that is that as long That's as, good as idea. yeah. And as, but as long as you have them, People are usually fine with that. They usually don't call, but it's really good because you can show them, hey, I'm working with other people Mm -hmm. just like you and they're getting this result. You know, here they are if you want to talk to them. You know, that's a big thing with this stuff online is like people get bombarded with stuff every day, especially these business owners. And two of the big things you got to answer is for them is, will this work and will this work for me? A lot of times I'm dealing with people who are selling services or software, but really like services and services are much harder to sell. I will not say much harder, but typically harder to sell because it's not tangible. Um, Mm. People aren't necessarily certain what they're getting. There's a question of quality with products. You have something that's defined, especially with the physical product, right? You see it, you touch it. So I feel like you would, as long as your market's reachable by email, which most are, some more responsive than others, but most are. It's just about getting in front of these people and then emailing from there or um, getting in front of them there. I actually, um, I have a podcast and I interviewed someone. The last person I interviewed was a guy called Chase Diamond, uh, spelled like diamond without the A. And he actually has an agency that does e-commerce or um, cold email for physical products, cold email for uh, email marketing for physical products mm. and does um, has done j- exactly this. Um, okay. Cold emailing people to make sales and then also cold emailing to build up subscriber lists and then sell to okay. those lists. So yeah, he, um, I spoke with him recently about that. Yeah. I mean, for you, it sounds like you've got like the fundamentals in place. Yeah. yeah. You've got a product that works and you've got people who are happy. Now it's right. just about getting that in front of more people. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, it's a it's a good price point. You know, we don't keep large margins, but uh, when we get reorders, we can you know sustain. Right, that's so, the key, right? You're just trying to get that acquire that customer yeah. on them. Yeah, right, right. So you've got and to make this um this package so that really the best. I think the stores that keep it right in front on their counter, mm-hmm. or at least the testers there, we get you know, consistent reorders from them because, you know, it's, it's right in front of them. And so this package yeah. that I built, $99 package, it's uh, big enough, uh, small enough that it fits there, but it also has the full variety of products on it. So I'm hoping that's going to want, they're going to want to keep it right in front because at least the testers, right? They're not going to want to keep free testers uh, on their shelves. So 
So at least if they can keep the testers on their uh, countertops, it can work. So we really have to market it in a way that it's like, all right, this is one of those impulse buys, but it's an impulse buy that really sells because there are six different body sprays. And uh, over the last two years, we've, we've gone through so many and uh, we're kind of down to the six that caters to every customer. You know, mm -hmm. every customer will find at least one scent that they will like in this collection. That's what works. And that's great that you have that because you can use that messaging in your outreach and mm. kind of tell them it's good to get them to start envisioning how they will sell it or where it will be in their store yeah. and showing them like, Hey, you know, even showing pictures or images of that and showing like, Hey, our customers are really successful with put placing these products here. Right. And having them to get, make that decision like, okay, sure. Let's give it a shot. Good price point. So working for other people, let's just test it and see if it works. Right. Right. And um, so that's really good that you even have that, you know, where on the map, you know, for them that it's going to be most successful. Right. Where do you feel like you need help? Definitely the content creation, you know, okay. the, uh, the copy. Okay. Right? Um, I need to know how to do the sequence. Okay. You know, emails. What should be the first, second, third? What the f should be the follow-up, right? Mm -hmm. um, Taking notes. Yep. Yeah. And um, who should it be sent to? Because you can, usually it's the main email that, you know, a store would provide like publicly that's what we would have okay um so i'm not sure where it would go but that first email not really knowing where it goes how to really word it so you know whether it goes to the top person or a salesperson that somehow goes to the person that is in charge of buying it's really the copy that i need i need the uh expertise on and uh and the sequence of it uh, gotcha. how it's to be sent it out right gotcha okay content the actual sequence, how that's put together, yeah. and then the, the, the follow-ups, who, who it should be sent to, like the list, essentially, right? Right, yeah. Because I have, a, I've gathered a list of uh, stores. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, great. So, yeah, it's in an Excel sheet uh, file. Does Mailshake uh, import like files yeah. like that? How does it work? Yeah, yeah. Mailshake, you set it up. I can. I don't have to, I won't pull it up right now, but basically it's kind of like you log in and you can start a campaign. You can, for your prospects, you can upload just a CSV file, or I think you have to convert it to CSV, but CSV or Excel file, you upload the, your prospects and then you create your sequence. So you're like, okay, here's what I want the first email to say, the subject line, the body copy, and then wait, you know, one day or two days or three days, however long to send the next follow-up and the next follow-up, the next follow-up. So you do your content you want to sell and then your time delay and then the next piece of content and then time delay and the next piece. And then you send it out and then it starts sending messages at regular intervals to kind of look like natural sending doesn't just like blast them out all at once. Yeah, that, see, these are things that I definitely need to know how to do it right. You know, yeah. I want to blast 100 emails and then get flagged. Right, know? So exactly. These little things I need to learn. So before this process, like the, um, the way I think about it is like you start with what has the biggest impact. So like when I'm doing email, my first job is to get past the spam filter, right? Because mm -hmm. if I don't get past the spam filter, don't get the inbox, I won't get read. Then my next job is to get it opened. I actually want them to open the email instead of 
archiving it or leading it or spamming it or whatever. And then once they open it, so that's the job of the subject line is for them to read that and get enticed and open. Then it's the intro then the body. And I want them to keep going down, 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 all the way till they um, do the call to action. So, but on the technical side, when you're doing cold email, the first thing is you really want to, or you want to separate emails. You want to have a different domain for sending out email. Um, mm. So, so for example, if you ever gotten a, an email from Facebook, you'll see it's like facebookmail.com. And there's mm. other bigger companies will do that. They'll have a separate mailing domain. And it's because when you send out high volumes of volumes of email, it can hurt your domain's reputation. Right. So you want to make a separate email. Like I used to use morgandwilliamsmail.com. You make a separate email or a separate domain name. And you can use SMTP. I would say G Suite is the best um, okay. in terms of getting into the inbox, setting up G Suite. Now in G Suite, uh, I think once you create an account, and I think it's like $6 a month or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Uh, I see that you can use different... You can create multiple emails, but it's the same thing, right? You meaning like if it's let's say you have your business, um, Puchas Aromas. You have info at puchasaromas dot com, and then you can have support at puchasaromas dot com, right? You can have different ones. They all kind of the same thing. Meaning, would changing the title of it change the domain? No, right? It's it it should. If it gets spammed, then I have to change the whole G Suite account. So you want to you want to register like poochesaromamail.com. Right. Okay. Is that what and you how do we, and, and we get we can know whether that account if it gets flagged or spammed like yeah. we get to know. Right. There's some different things you can look into. mxtoolbox.com is a good website for that. You can just put in your domain. They have a bunch of different tools. But hmm. you can check um, domain reputation. It'll check you against several blacklists and see if oh, you're okay. blacklisted on any. Um, there's some other tools out there too, but MX Toolbox is a good one um, okay. to start with. And basically what you have to do is, yeah, G Suite, right? It's like $6 a month. Once you hit the six-month mark with G Suite, they do give you more. They do give you higher limits, higher sending limits. Hmm. Um, like up to 2000 messages a day. You don't necessarily, I've never even sent that many per day, but they give you better sending limits, more lax sending limits. Um, and, um, but you don't have to wait six months to do that. You can actually pay up front like 30 bucks or 35 bucks. Okay. Um, What's the uh, limit in the beginning? Is it like 200 or something? I believe it's 500 a day. Send and receive, which is plenty. (laughs) Which is plenty. Which is plenty. Like on the free, it's a hundred, but it's harder to inbox. Yeah, regular or the next step up that paid five hundred. It's fine. I mean, I doubt you need more than right. Um, And to create a G Suite account, do you need to also buy the domain name first and then link it? You don't. You can buy it through them. It'll go faster if you do. Um, Or you mean buying it through G Suite or just buying it? In general, yeah, like when you if you want to create your own G Suite account, is it a, like let's say you know Puchasaromas Mail dot com? Mm-hmm. I need to purchase a domain and then also purchase the G Suite account for that right. domain. Right, right. So you'd have to buy the domain and then buy the G Suite service. Okay. but you can buy the domain through Google because they're a registrar. Right, right, exactly. Okay, um, got it. Yep. 
and it would be the like the twelve ninety nine a year for the domain plus six six dollars a month for exactly. Okay. Another thing with the domain. So when I get the domain, I'll set it up for G Suite, but I'll also set up a redirect for that mailing domain. So if anyone types in Pooch's Aromas Mail, they'll be redirected to the regular site. Oh, okay. And that way they won't go to a dead site that, you know, Oh, that's a good idea. For okay, email, okay. You know. And that's not going to have an issue with, if uh, that first domain gets flagged, it doesn't affect the no. redirect. No, not for email. Right. Maybe right. Some like SEO. I don't know much about that, but right, not for right. email. It'd be fine. Okay. Uh, so once you get that in place, there's this process called warming up the domain. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially like when you create a new domain, you're in this kind of like gray area and you have to warm it up so that you can like improve your sending score or just improve your sending reputation. Um, And essentially all that means is you have to send out emails that are unique and get responses back into your inbox because they want to see that this is a real legit email address and domain they're sending and receiving mail it's not just someone buying a domain and then blasting out spam, buying a domain and blasting right. out spam. So it's called a war it's just called warming up the IP or warming up the domain. Okay. How do you do that? There's a lot of different information on how to do it. And there's people say you can do it in a few days. People say you can do it it takes a month. People it but basically it's sending out um, smaller messages in the beginning. Uh, or not smaller messages, smaller volume of messages in the beginning and then slowly increasing and then doing your main email sends. So it's really as simple as um, you can send out messages to people you know and say, hey, I need to get a response back. Um, Or you can send out messages to people you know who will respond, right? So let's say... If you you send out emails to, you find a list of marketing agencies and you email them and say, hey, I'm interested in your services, what do you have to offer? Ah, they're going to most likely respond back. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. You can do that. You can do, I've heard about this one before, but I haven't tried it, but it makes sense. Craigslist. Hey, free TV. Who wants it? Flood it with email. Right. All these responses coming in. Haven't tried that. Not sure if it works, but kind of makes sense. And can uh, you measure the that warming up thing like process? Can you measure that somehow, or uh, is there are certain numbers like a sweet spot? <laughs> I've never had issues with it when I've done like um, twenty a day for like a week. I haven't right. I haven't had a problem with it. I mean, I've even done less than that before. So there is um, a tool called Limlist. L e m l i s t. And okay. if I were you, I would use this. It is an, an email sending tool, outreach tool. Okay. It does exactly what Mailshake does, but it has a feature called LimWarm, L-E-M-W-A-R-M. Okay. That will warm up your email address for you or warm up your domain for you automatically. Oh, really? Yeah. They use their network of users to send unique automated messages to each other but the emails auto archive in your inbox. Oh. You'll get messages from other users that are initiated by their software that are all unique, but then auto archive. So it's like they're sending one out for you and to one user and getting a response back and it warms it up. 
Oh, okay. What's it so called again? It's called Limlist. L-E-M-L-I-S-T. I actually interviewed their founder. He's a really cool guy. It's a good, it's a really good company. Okay. Limlist. Okay. And also you can kill three birds with one stone. They allow you to do personalized landing pages. Um, so you could create a landing page um, uh-huh. that introduces your product. Um, if I were you, what I would do is I would send people to a freaking video. That's what I was thinking. Send them to a video of you that says, hey, and create a quick video. Show them your product. Right. I mean, wow. If you had your current customers vouching for you too, that would be, that'd be amazing. But you, don't, you wouldn't even need that really. Just show them the product. Um, you can get creative with it, you know, right. to people and have people spray it, make a cool video or whatever. Or you could just do something simple be like, hey, is this is me, da, 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 and like show the product, what it does. Just demonstrate it, but you can create a per- personalized landing page. So, if you're sending to someone, let's say you have I mean, you have your CSV file of names, or actually it's going to the main email and you or the main company email, and you won't necessarily have a, a contact name, right? Mm-hmm. So you could do like the company name. So you could dynamically insert the company name into the landing page and say okay. like, hey company. you know there's a list that i recently uh came across they include everything the na- contact name email address uh phone numbers and what do you think about those lists i mean that you know you get you know, that's available to purchase like two thousand three thousand lists uh, or five thousand contact lists two things i've never purchased lists i always built my own there's some really good software you can use to build your own lists. There's a lot of different software to build lists. I've used a combination of Sales Navigator and different Chrome extensions um, to build lists. And it will scrape Sales Navigator and find their domain and find the email. But there's lots of different stuff out there. But whether you scrape it, whether you buy one, um, you've got to verify it. Got to verify the list. So there's a tool called Never Bounce, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used it before. It's solid. Uh, Kickbox. I've heard really great things about Kickbox. Let me make sure that's right. Kickbox. And what is, uh, when you say verify, meaning you want to make sure that these emails are real, it doesn't bounce back? Right. It'll ping the server and see like, hey, does this email exist? If mm-hmm. you go to like um, mailtester.com. Okay. That's a free tool you can use to like verify one email at a time. And essentially what it allows you to do is what these paid services allow you to do is upload lists in bulk. Upload a bulk list, verify it, and they'll say nothing's 100%, but you can get pretty close. And it'll say like, okay, this is going to be a hard bounce. And you can take those emails out. Sometimes emails won't. They'll come through as like... um, not completely verified, but kind of like questionable. And sometimes you'll get soft bounces when sending them. So as long as you just use a, use a tool to get it as clean as possible, like take out all the hard bounces. And right. when, and when you're executing the campaign and you get soft bounces, what are soft bounces versus hard bounce? Remove them. A soft bounce is, or a hard bounce is like this one, this email doesn't exist yeah. um, okay. or no longer exists. A soft bounce would be like, his inbox is full. Oh, okay. Right? Something like that. It's not like a, hey, this person 
doesn't exist here. It's just like, we can't deliver this message. It's taking okay. too long to deliver this message, you know, or something. Okay, like so Neverbound is a, a multiple, like a, you can upload CSV files. Yeah, Neverbound. I've heard really okay. good things about Kickbox too. Okay, uh, and is what do you normally use, Neverbound? I use Neverbound. Okay, so that's a verified email, okay. Yeah, that's and a verified email. To warm it up without me having to do all the legwork, I can use Lemlist. Lemlist, yeah. Okay, cool. And I'll test for everything one if I want if I ever want. You're getting your domain, your mailing domain, you're setting it up, you are warming it up. These type these uh letters in SPF. Okay. DKIM. DKIM. M for Mary? Yeah, DKIM and DMARC. D-M-A-R-C. And these are authentication protocols. And you'll want to set these up uh, before sending as well. And essentially what they are is they tell, gosh, I'm not a technical person, but they tell the server basically like, I am who I say I am. Mm. So what That's I use... sort of a verification thing. What's that? That's also kind of a verification thing. Exactly, exactly. So you can set these up in wherever you have your domain name registered. But what I usually do is I just go on Fiverr.com. Are you familiar with Fiverr? Right. Yeah, I go, I yeah, I go on there and I pay someone 10 bucks through a Fiverr gig and it's like set up SPF, DKIM, and DMARC within 24 oh, hours. That's great. Okay. And they just do it. It's even easier with G Suite, but I just do that and it's like, you know, just forget about it. Mm. But that's going to help you get in, into the inbox better if okay. you have that stuff set up. Okay, great. Okay, so verify email list with Neverbound, Lem list to warm it up. But before warming it up, also, I should do this SB, yeah. FD. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, yeah, get that domain, get that email, or set the email there. We talked about the authentication. We talked about warming up the domain. And, and when you say authentication, that's the DMARC? Yeah, those those three. Those three um, authentication protocols, I believe they're called. Uh, but those three you want to set up. Um, so you're doing that technically. You've got your list. You are cleaning that list and trying to get it as clean as possible. Yeah, then from there, you're ready to go. Once it's warmed up and you got a clean list, you're pretty much ready to go. Essentially, like if I'm ever doing this stuff while I'm warming up or I try to do a couple things at once, um, but if you're doing them like all in order, from there you just um, write the email sequence, which is more of like art than science, right? But write the email sequence and I usually do like, I write an email sequence and then do maybe like a, um, something I want to test. So I only test one thing at a time. And since that subject line is the first thing that people see, I'll test that. Uh, okay. So I'll On like what, like maybe 10 people each for each subject line or something like that. No, I usually send in groups of 200. Oh, so okay. I'll send, yeah, I'll send, it depends like what the campaign is and like what, like if you're sitting to a smaller group of people or you're making, or how big is your list, right? Because I've right. done before 2,000 people in 
five to 10 campaigns, but then like, let's say if I do 2000 people over 10 campaigns, I'm testing something in that group of 200, that first mm-hmm. group of 200, then I'm testing something else in the next group and then testing something else. So I'm not sending out 2000 email, like I'm not emailing 2000 people all at once. I'm just emailing those first 200 and testing. And then hmm. if you have 2000, let's say you have 2000 people and you have 10 different subject lines, right? Yeah. You would test it in batches of 200 each subject line. So I would do like if I had 2000 people split up over 10 different groups, so 200 in each group, mm-hmm. I would take an AB test and test one group of that 200. That campaign going out to 200 with these subjects with each email message has two different subject lines. So it's kind of, it may be kind of hard to visualize, but let's just take 200 people mm. and I have an email sequence, which mine are usually five to eight emails that are delivered over a period of two months. Until they respond? Until they respond, right. Once they respond, the sequence stops for that person and then you go in and handle it manually. Okay. So I'm really looking for big wins or like if I see any really big discrepancy in response. So I'll try something with a small subject line or or something short and I'll try something. I'll test that against something completely different. That's longer. I may dynamically insert something like their name or company name inside of the Mm -hmm. email, you know, with like the brackets. Um, But I'll say this though, if the testing things sounds like a lot to deal with, it's more about just like throwing in creativity and then just kind of seeing what sticks. I don't really get too deep into finding the like perfect pieces because the real work comes in or like the real conversion comes in after they respond. Well, like let's say if, if I'm just like my background is in technology, cybersecurity and or just like B2B tech. And so my goal is to get someone on a meeting with me to get an appointment. Usually what happens is that when somebody responds, they're not ready to make that commitment yet. They're not ready to go from stranger to meeting with me. Mm. So they usually have some questions to ask. That's where more like sales skill or follow-up skill comes into place because people will respond to emails and may even say they're interested or ask like a question that kind of leads like a positive type question, like how much is it? Or they may ask some particular like question like, okay, if there's some interest here, but then if it's not handled properly, they will like fall off and Mm -hmm. it can be tough to get them. So I hope I'm explaining this well, but basically like all that email is trying to do, all I see it is trying to do is like get a reply, get a response, get that low hanging fruit, get that person's attention, bam, get that reply. I'm not looking to do a one email close or like an automated, if I was doing emails to book meetings, like an automated uh, email sequence that automatically fills up my calendar. Like, yeah, that happens, but that's a smaller number of people than the people who just reply and say they are interested. Mm. A lot of people don't talk about that online, but it's true. The whole like I set up this email sequence and run and then it just books my calendar. Like, yeah, it's true to an extent, but most of the time people are responding and like, Hey, okay, what about this, this X, Y, Z. Right. And the good thing is though, typically 
the questions are going to fit into some sort of groups, three or four different groups. How much is it? What's your policy for this? How does it work? So usually I would template responses. Have you been to, did you go from Upwork to my website at all and see? Yeah. Okay. I I have a case study on there about this process that I went through creating that. It's fairly long, but there's some good um, information in there. Um, And that's selling uh, tech or is it? uh, uh, That was for selling content services, like content generation services. But it kind of like talks about the process of most people are going to reply. They're not necessarily going to like be like, okay, where do I sign up? Um, But and. Let's yeah. see. Uh, what's a, the website address? MorganDWilliams.com. Okay. With this initial email that you send out, you don't want to put like a buy option there or um, like a way for them to, if they are interested to purchase it? So I've never done campaigns like that before. My call to action has always been to go to some sort of demo. Mm-hmm. Um, but If I was working on this campaign, if I was like designing it, I would say, yeah, you always want to have some option for those hyper responsive people to just do it. Like you want to remove that barrier of entry from anyone to do it. So for your product, I would say like on that landing page, right? You could have a buy option on that landing page or. Right. And that's not an email. That's the, if they click on the landing page in the email. Right. I mean, I would test that too. I would test that too and see like um, the way I would think of it is I would include in my email sequences a little PS, you know, after your thanks or best, I put PS. If you just like to cut to the chase and see how much this is, click here and they can go and just buy it. It's just like if I'm booking people for software demos, I'll include an option, a link to my calendar like a Calendly link or something so they can just book if they want to just book, you know? Right. So right. if I was to make a video, that should be like the first thing that they can hit play on or would we introduce it with words first, explain what this is and then have a video link? I would try to keep it pretty simple. Headline, video, call to action, social proof. Okay. That's what I would do. I would try and keep it, I would try and keep it, um, or like, Headline, video, product, call to action, social proof underneath. Okay. And with videos, do you know any good companies that would do the do a video like this for me? Like um, that would create this type of video? Not off the top of my head. Okay. What type of emotion are you trying to capture um, or emote? Emit? Yeah, it's more, you know, the thing about this is one of the reasons why people buy it rather quickly is because they smell the product you know Mm. it's a it's a body spray and so when they smell it you can tell okay this smells good so most likely it'll sell and then the price point is good and so that in itself would sell the product to them um but of course you know over email it's kind of tough to (laughs) obviously they can't smell it so i want to kind of try to get that uh, that's the emotion. You know, want them to see that, okay, this is a great smelling product and maybe people can kind of show that in a video, you know, mm-hmm. that, oh, wow, maybe uh, some kind of testimonial thing or... The first thing that comes to mind for me, I think that a a more like, not necessarily like a cell phone video or something like that, but like a more like uh, real video. Yeah, 
Yeah. Where, I mean, I would take this, take your stuff to a dog park and yeah. freaking film that. Get some kid from local college or university, some film student or something. Mm. and just go film yourself going up people at the dog park and saying, Hey, check, you know, um, this is who I am. I'm telling this product, you know, we'd like to get reaction, da, 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 whatever. And just get reactions or something like that. And just like, mm. that's a great idea. I'm with, sure there are people on like Fiverr or somewhere that will do that, take the product and they'll do it themselves even. Oh, sure. Yeah. If you want to like send them like a bottle to take to people and test, mm. Or however. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Craigslist. I mean, if you want somebody local. Right, right, right. But um, but yeah, I think you could have fun with that. Because it's, yeah, it's tough to like, for a product, you have to smell. Yeah. Um, but if you think about any time a fragrance is sold, you know, like on television or something, it's never about the smell. It's always like sex or some other right. emotion. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. You can get fun with that because it's a. Those are also like fifty, sixty dollar, you know, fragrance. So this is a puppy clone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like ten bucks, fifteen, you know. And this is uh, great because people, you know, of course, as you know, are crazy about their pets. Right. Crazy about their dogs. So yeah, people would love to check this out, try this out. Right. Right. You have anything for cats? We don't. I mean, um, the ingredients used are fine for all animals really, but, uh, it's just cats tend to lick their fur. Mm, yeah. And so it's, it's not made to be ingestible. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, dogs would won't do that, you know, and once it's dried off, it's totally fine. You know, it's made of, uh, like the natural essential oils. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's fine. I've seen some brands that kind of have the same formulation that say, yeah, I'd use it on any, any pet, including cats. But uh, I just decided to go with just dogs. You know, they, they don't do that. So they don't lick their fur. So yeah. Just a precautionary thing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably, probably be better to go with just one animal anyway for positioning. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. So um, let me see. What else? Uh, what do we go over so far? And what else do I need to know for this call? So you said it will be about five to eight emails just sending until you get a response, right? Yeah. Once you get a response, then what? Once you get a response, then depending on the response, you've got to answer it and convert. Let me tell you the thing about the five to eight emails. So for an eight email sequence, I'll do like this type of cadence. First day, send an email, day zero, day one. The next day, I'll send a follow-up. Then three days, I'll send another follow-up. Five days, I'll send a follow-up. Then seven days. Then another seven days. 14 days. 14 days. Uh-huh. First two emails, I'm looking for, they're, they're more like navigation type emails and better words, but like, hey, I'm looking for the person who handles blank. Can you point me in the right direction? Uh-huh. Um, second emails, a follow-up to that. Hey, following up my email, I'm looking for the right person. Then I get into kind of more like value emails um, that are more like taking specific different angles to try and get a response. Uh, my last email is like a breakup email, you know, Hey, since I haven't heard from you, I assume you're not interested. I won't reach out anymore. And it's funny. I get a lot 
of responses from those emails that are like, oh. hey, this is it, I'm done, da 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 da. And people are like, wait, no, it's just busy or da da da. So uh -huh. <laughs> but I'm just trying to get some sort of response. So when someone responds, um, something you can do, I think the best thing to do is that when someone responds, this is what I try to do. Whenever I get an email response, if they have a phone number and their signature, I call them. Mm. try and take it offline and just give them a call. Okay. Um, and that works for sure. Cause it's like, you're calling, you've got context. They've responded to you. You're not just calling cold, you know, you've got, which is fine too, but you've got context. You got their attention just call. Now, if you're running a campaign, you may not necessarily be, you know, it works for manual sending where you're sitting there sending and then you get a response and then boom, I call. But if you're doing the automated sends, you may not, you may not see it till later or whatever. You got to think about um, what they respond with, what they're asking and the best way that you can continue the conversation or like however you want to lead them to or whatever place you want to take them to. And just keep it simple, right? If they ask how much it is, you can say, Hey, it's, this is the offer da, 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 da. you can, you can direct them to the landing page. What type of questions did your current customers ask about your product before buying it? Yeah. Store owners, they would generally ask uh, about ingredients, you know, mm -hmm. the safe and um, they would want to know about the different, because there are six different types and they might ask, what are your best sellers? You know, cause there's so many types, but that's when I say, you know, okay, they all sell pretty well, you know, because mm -hmm. we've broken it down from about 12 different cents. We've narrowed it down to the six best, mm -hmm. you know. So they'll want to know in terms of, because there's so many different, you know, there are six different and they don't want to always buy all of them. But it helps them out with sales because, you know, there's it caters to every type of person. Yeah. That's really what they're like, all right, now fine, you know, we'll try it out. Uh, we'll try out all six then. But other than that, there's not too many because once they smell the product, see the price point and, um, you know, it's pretty much it. Yeah. There's not much to it. Something you could think about doing is putting an FAQ on your landing page, like with little accordion sliders, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only negative I see with that is like, I want them to engage with me. If I'm sending an email, I don't want them to just find it all and be like, oh, okay, that's it. I want to know if you just do that, then I mean, you don't necessarily know who is interested, who's very interested. Like you can see who clicks on your button. Like, hey, check out this video I made for you um, or check out, you know, check it out here and they go to the landing page. You can see who's clicking on it, but I give more weight to people who reply to me with questions than people who just click, right? Yeah. Like it's kind of like, you're not withholding information, but you're just trying to see, okay, who's interested enough to respond to me. And then, you know, I send out, I, I reply right back to them. Right. So I just take those most common responses and I bucket them. If I, you know, Hey, people are asking a lot about who, what my best sellers are. I just copy that and save it somewhere and paste it in. I've done this before with, I connected it to a CRM. I was using pipe drive at the time which is great for, um, it's like a CRM built. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it's like a CRM built for outbound sales. Um, oh. It's great. Just like HubSpot is a, is a CRM built for inbound sales. Pipedrive is built for outbound sales. So what I did is I hooked up 
mail shake to pipe drive so that pipe drive had those it has like the Kanban boards, just like Trello, but it's more like sales focused. So you can put like deal value, you know, that type of stuff. But it was really cool because I set it up so that when someone replied on MailShake, it would make a deal little card in my pipe drive sales pipeline. Mm-hmm. And I could reply inside of that little deal to the emails. And I could also create templates inside of those emails and so when someone asked me a pricing question i'd be like okay go to the pricing template boom pop it in there add in a little bit of customization based on what they asked and email them back it made dealing with the responses like much more efficient and streamlined it was really really helpful pipe drive yeah pipe drive pipe drive is awesome for if you're doing outbound sales and calling, it is great. It has a integration. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got an integration with Mailshake. But yeah, they have an integration. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.